0: Welcome to the Genealogy Happy Hour, a place where new family historians can learn to document their family histories and celebrate their
1: new discoveries. I'm Amy. And I'm Penny. And we're here to help you discover your family tree from the beginning. Welcome to episode 24. This episode, Amy and I are going to discuss research coast to coast, but first, before we get into that, as always, our wine selection. Our wine choice. Well, you know, we have
0: another white wine this time because we really like white wine. We like, yeah. And it's <laughs> summertime and it's cool yes. and it's just hard to drink red wine in the summertime. So today we're going to highlight a Spanish wine that we just um, found. Mm. We were introduced to um, not too long ago. It's called an Albariño. It's a varietal that's grown in Galicia, and predominantly northern Spain and Portugal. And um, the bottle we have today is uh, Tora la Moriera. And it's an albariño. It's a full body, but light, um, citrusy, tropical, more like papaya, peach, melon, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um, um, note to it, so but I think it's perfect for the summertime.
1: Yeah. And I think we mentioned before that we'd started doing this little wine wine club tasting thing. And um this was one of the choices there that Amy and I both liked.
0: At the, uh, the um in Tampa at the Seminole Heights yes. uh wine bar. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. They did
1: Spanish wines. That were yeah Hey, okay,
0: this was, I, I really
1: like this mm-hmm. one.
0: The Spanish Chardonnay, yeah. I like the Spanish Chardonnay as well, too. Mm. It's unoaked, it's so it's it's a little, you know, yeah. um, not as heavy as as the oaked
1: that we get a lot here. I'm still searching Florida. for a red wine that I'm going to like. I know, I know. So if anybody you, has you a suggestion, let mm-hmm. us know, because I'm, I'm really searching. I really want to like a red, and I haven't found anything I really like. Um, so anyway, we're going to find you a red wine that you like. Please do, Amy. I will. All right. So did we hear
0: anything from any of our listeners this last month? We
1: did. We've heard from quite a few listeners, but one in particular, Sharon from California, um, gave us some great suggestions for future podcasts. We really appreciate that, Sharon. And one that um, we had talked about and thought this would be really good, especially from your recent trip, was researching coast-to-coast. The what's, difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's different in mm-hmm. the states and the regions? Because uh, mm-hmm. you can't always find mm-hmm. the same things. No, absolutely. It's very
0: different um, in New England from California and the South and the Midwest. So you have to know
1: where to go look to find documents because mm-hmm. they're not in the same place in the same areas. Right. So I think how, do, a- how do you find these things? And, mm-hmm. um, so you had a recent Great trip suggestion. to Virginia.
0: I did. I went on a research trip to Virginia. Um, I was there for a whole week. And spent probably half my time in the county that I was researching in. And then I spent another few days at the Library of Virginia, which is uh, just heavenly to go and spend time there. I could have spent um, much more time there. It was great. But um, so what I did was I fo- first focused on the county level because that's where um, the, the people that I was researching, that's where they lived. And that's where these documents would have been first created. So um, got to go there first, hit the courthouse. Hit. They have a wonderful genealogical library uh, in um, Fauquier County, Virginia. Um, great little library. They have a whole Virginia research room there. Mm-hmm. It was wonderful. And they have a lot of the county records there on microfilm. I was pleased to find, and um, there's also a um, Afro American Historical Association there in Fauquier County. I have an incredible, incredible selection of um, uh, documents pertaining to um, African Americans who lived have, have been living in Fauquier County. Um, from well, you were doing mm-hmm. a specific research on African American family. I was yes, yes I'm working well. on an African American family mm-hmm. there um, who were actually they were free. Um, black uh, citizens—I I, 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 use the word citizens, but I guess they really weren't citizens. But they were free; they were not enslaved peoples living there in Fauquier County um, by 1800, let's say. So um, they were. So I spent um, a wonderful day there at that um, the Afro-American um, Historical Society, and um, they've collected a vast amount of. Um, oral family histories as well as documents from um, the county so um,
1: that was great so do you find that virginia Mm -hmm. since you were doing your research specifically Mm -hmm. there that they had all the documents that you were looking for or what kind of troubles did you find in virginia or Wasn't much trouble because you they had they're really good. (laughs) Well, I mean, part of the trouble was, I mean, I was researching African American Mm
0: families, so that has its own trouble um, in the sense that um, you know the family, of course, does eventually lead back to some enslaved people. So Mm -hmm. how do Mm -hmm. I get from the the free? blacks down to back to how do i trace them into into slavery back the path through slavery Mm -hmm. so Mm -hmm. that's what i'm working on right now but um um from what i understand there might be some records still at the um courthouse that are not made available to the public and so that would be um because african americans weren't allowed to marry legally Mm -hmm. so um Once um, after emancipation, they would um, go to the courthouse and they could record that they had um, been living together, cohabitation records. And um, I'm really not sure if they actually exist or not. Some counties, they do have the cohabitation records available, but in um, this particular county there, I did not find them. So, okay. Um, and that would be great help because most of the time they will list parents' names and that's what you're really looking, you know, of course you're looking for. Um, the Library of Virginia is there. The librarians are so helpful and they have so much available. Um, you don't realize that, it, you know, most of the collect, the, what you see on that second floor is only a small portion of what or they meat. actually have. Mm-hmm. And when you start asking for them to bring you things, I mean, it's just like, you know, it's all you can eat, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, one of the, the more interesting, um, items that I did look at documents I did look at while I was there was a, um, Photocopy of a diary from um, the Civil War period from a woman who lived in Fauquier County, and specifically, she talked a lot about what she was going through during that time period. I believe it was spring of um, 1862, and she talks a lot about the. enslaved peoples that worked for the family, the servants that worked mm-hmm, for the family. Mm-hmm. And she talks a lot about those who have left, who have just dropped everything and gone to either Washington, D.C., um, but to the north, basically. Oh and okay. the rumors that were, were going around about what was going to be happening to um, the slaves, that they were going to be sold or they were going to be captured by the Union and sent to uh, Florida. And so it was it was just very interesting to see her, read her perspective on what was
1: going on day to day. So
0: Amy, was Mm -hmm. that
1: was that in line with what you were researching or was that like a shoot off and you just got like involved in that? No. It was (laughs) I,
0: I wish I could have read I, I wish I could have read more of those, but she was in the county at the time period that this family um, that I was researching was, and she actually made mention of okay. um, an individual who lived in the county, a white man who had um, some sort of relationship with the family that I was researching. Okay. So, unfortunately, she only mentions him once, but she describes the house that she she went with her father to visit this man. Her father had business with him, and he lived up in the on the on the mountain, and they mm-hmm. went up to visit him. So, um, I kind of got a better, a little
1: description of him
0: and because he was involved with this family in some way, I I haven't figured it
1: out yet. Yeah. I feel like that's where I would have dropped everything and just continued reading and been like completely on Mm -hmm. a different tangent and failure at genealogy research. It gives you, it gives you, it gives you a great historical context because
0: I'm not going to find a diary from a black family during that time period. You know, it's, it's not going to happen. So this was the closest I could get to recreating the life that they may have have been at least observing because yeah. you know they were the servants they weren't you know mm-hmm. um, they weren't living this same lifestyle, yeah, but it gave awesome. me an idea of what life was like, and they had to be affected by those rumors, mm-hmm. you know what's well, so going to happen you know even if we're free, we could be captured by the union and, and it was really more I think a confederate um, publicity stunt to try and keep them there, keep them productive Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. not leave. Mm -hmm. So, you know, trying to make, um, the the black, yeah, the, the, the African-Americans then, um, you know, afraid.
1: And this is something that you wouldn't have found online. You have to physically be there to Mm -hmm. to see that. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yeah.
1: yeah so um, but those the library, research yeah. trips that we talked about are very important it's
0: very important and, mm-hmm. and I do have a library card at the Library of Virginia mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that does allow you to have some additional access um, online to some of their digital collections mm-hmm. they have some digital collections that are, are open to the public or, you know you can just go on the website and find sure. but then if you have your library card you can dig a little deeper, a little deeper. so okay. if you do go yeah. on these um, on a research trip always get those library cards because
1: you can use them remotely yes. and they might give you access yes. to additional information so yeah. and it's nice that you can get a library card without actually having to live there in Uh in the county. Yep. So um, let's go through, uh, you know, your knowledge of the the country on researching. So let's start in the Northeast.
0: Right. So New England, um, I
1: have a colleague
0: who um, at work who she actually lives in the Boston area. And we were over at lunch one day she was visiting Florida and we actually kind of had a little um, discussion on which was easier, you know, um, researching in the South uh-huh. or researching in the Northeast. Because, okay. And I said, Oh yeah, you know, the Northeast is is easier because um, the documents that you need are kept at a town level. So all you have to do is go to that town okay. and you can find everything you need there. And she's like, yeah, but you have a County. And so it's much, you know, it encompasses, more people because ah. at the county level, you just have to go to the county courthouse and you can okay. get everything rather than having to go from city, just you know, from town okay. to town to town. Sure. So I was sure. like, well, that's po- his point of view. That's a good point. Um, but in the South, we have a lot of burned counties. <laughs> and so, that's true. you know, having that's all true. those documents have, being sent to one location have made them more vulnerable over yeah. the years. And where if you have them county to county, county, yes. or from city to city, town to town, you know, they've spread out, so you have less loss per county in right. the Northeast. So. Well, also
1: in the Northeast, you know, it's smaller <laughs> state, so it's probably a little <laughs> easier to travel around if you have to go town to town. Well, that's true. Yes, like, yes. And they have here in florida right
0: Right. and you know i've always had good luck with the county that the town clerk you call the town clerk's office and say i could i please have this and they'll fax it to you or they'll Mm -hmm. you know they'll mail it to you maybe for a small fee very so very helpful um the other thing that they have in new england so so just to recap in new england you really have to know the town and where your ancestor lived okay and you have to, to contact that town clerk's office for the the vital records for the deeds for, um, the probates, all of those sorts of things. Um, the sextons are also usually have contact information in the town. So the, the cemeteries are kept in, in my experience, you know, the town clerk will tell you, Oh, the sexton of that, that cemetery is such and such. And here's his contact information. You can call up, and, um, you know, they'll be able to give you whatever information they have in the cemetery records. So, okay. in my experience, the cemetery records have been pretty, pretty well kept there as well. Um, there, have, there are also many abstracts because they have s- records going back to, um, you know, 16th, 17th century. So, you have a lot of abstracted records mm-hmm. in, that have been published that you might even find at your local genealogical library no matter where you live. Um, so, those are always a good starting point mm-hmm. to try and get those dates because the town clerks are not going to go back and research for you. You have to have the dates. And if they, you have the date and the names, then they can pull those records. Mm-hmm. So, um, online indexes through Ancestry, Family Search, local libraries. Also, always look for the local libraries online. Love the local libraries. Mm-hmm. Um, they often have at least some marriages indexed, mm-hmm. you know, local county mm-hmm. histories indexed. Mm-hmm. Um, And um, where else? Oh, for New England, AmericanAncestors.org. Oh, of course. course. The New England Genealogical and Historical Society has wonderful um, resources there. Mm -hmm. Um, There's a cost. You have to um, be a member. Anyone can be a member. Anyone can be a member. And then they have... Um, just a ton of information um, online,
1: both but they, indexed. They and and, not only have uh, information on the New England area, but they uh, also cover the rest uh, of the United uh, States uh, as well. Uh, uh, so it's just because they're called the New England Historical uh, Genealogical uh, Society. Uh, <coughs> did I get that right? Um, they, um, they cover everything.
0: It's more yeah. than just New England, it, It's a
1: very uh, – <coughs> the expense for being a member is well worth it. Right, right.
0: Um, any hey, else on new england we can move on to new york Thank you. yeah let's move on <clears throat> new, new
1: york, york it's a whole thing all by itself huh? new york is a whole <laughs> thing all by itself
0: it's a whole thing by itself um new york they do they do have some restricted access um they are very conscious of privacy and so it's a little bit more difficult to get more recent documents from them um the larger cities control their vital records for, the, for their particular population. So, for instance, if you're researching um, the New York City boroughs, you're not going to find a lot of stuff in the New York State um, repositories. It's going to be all there in, okay. in, in New York City. So they control their own information and then the state elsewhere. But, for instance, like Buffalo, you know, the city of Buffalo, they have their own um, vital records. I think one of the best resources is... Uh, the published by the New York Genealogical uh, and Biographical Society is the New York Family Histori- History Research Guide and Gazetteer, which was published in 2014. It's, I don't know, I think it weighs probably, what, three or four pounds. It's wow. really thick, but it really takes you through all the resources okay. in New York, so I would, uh, yeah, I'd definitely, and isn't recommend
1: it? Recommend that isn't it? Um, and I, I could be wrong, but do you have to be a direct um, descendant or relative of the person to request the information? Yes, in New York, mm-hmm. okay. In some places, anybody can get information on anybody, right? You know, like. Michigan just throws it out there online, the death well, records. Well, yes and, and no. Yes and no.
0: Only through. Okay. You, we have to remember that each state has its own statutes on mm-hmm. what it makes public and what it makes private. Okay. So, what may be available in, um, let's say, Ohio, may not be available in Michigan or Indiana. Right. And for different time periods. So, right. you have to be, you know. Especially if you've been used to researching in Ohio, where you can get any document you want. Right. You also go to New York, and you're like, "What I can't get that? What What do you mean? Right. Right. Exactly. Uh, So it can be very frustrating. So you have to understand what the statutes are, and understand what what you're going to be able to get and what you're not going to be able to get. Um, For New York, there are not a lot of online documents. Um, you know, for early marriages in the New York city area, um, births and deaths, I always go to the Italian genealogical group. It's not just Italians. They have indexed, um, all the marriage records, all the birth records, all the death records, um, up until I think the birth and death are, are again, by statute, New York statutes about 1910. And then the marriages go through like 1935. You can also get those indexes, um, through family search and I think ancestry as well. But, um, they did a, they've done a really good job with that. So um, you can get early indexes and in films, microfilm, from mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. Uh, Family History Library uh, on Family Search as, as well, too. So, But a lot of New York research has to be done on, on, on the ground.
1: Oh, and speaking of the Family um, History Library, Family mm-hmm. Search Library out in them, um, Salt Lake, they are now discontinuing their loan program. I saw that. Yes, pretty soon. I think mm-hmm. you have till the end of August. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, yeah, and there to um, request any, yeah. any microfilm because everything is being digitized, digitized. that Which is free. allowed to be digitized, mm-hmm. and then otherwise mm-hmm. you're going to have to make a trip to Salt Lake, Salt Lake City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, Which isn't bad. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun going to that library. It is. It I is a lot of fun.
0: It, it's a lot of fun because you have everything there at your fingertips when yeah. you're there in Salt Lake. Exactly. So you can, you know, everything they have on microfilm, exactly. you can get your hands on. So, but it's going to be different. Yeah. So, yeah, we yeah. have to think about that. The digitization is great. Yeah. Very welcomed. And they have been doing a great job of uploading more and more Certainly. information. So, Certainly. that's been good. So, New York is, is a little, it's a little tough, um, you know, but okay. um, I think a well planned, Uh, research plan, Mm -hmm. it will get you, you know, what you need there. Okay. So let's move to the mid Atlantic area. So we're talking about Maryland, Virginia, West Virginia, Mm -hmm. Delaware, New Jersey. Um, You've researched in um, West Virginia Mm -hmm. and I just Mm -hmm. came back from Virginia. Right. So I'm sure you're familiar with uh, West Virginia culture and history. Absolutely. What a great site. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Um, They have what? Birth and death and... Marriage. Marriage, yeah. Mm -hmm. All the vital records are on there. And pretty much everything that I've looked for has Uh, been on there, except for one, which is my Mm great-grandfather's death. Mm -hmm. And I know the date. Mm -hmm. I've got an obituary, but Mm -hmm. I cannot find a death certificate anywhere. Mm Mm-hmm. Which is crazy. Well, you you probably also have
0: to remember, I mean, I just had this problem in Illinois where I went, and they have a death death index, Mm -hmm. and I didn't find this individual, but on Ancestry, it says that he died, and Mm -hmm. and that it's there in Illinois, so... Um we're, we'll see where the death certificate actually comes from. Where it shows up, but, yeah. yeah. So you you know keep yeah. in mind that that there are errors on all of these in, yes. in indexes because they were done by individuals. Yeah. You know, human error is
1: involved. And I always feel that time will tell. Mm. You know, just put it aside, do true. something else, true, true, and then true. You never know it's going to pop yeah. up later. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Um for the Mid-Atlantic, the state libraries and the archives um seem to be where you need to really focus, I think. Um, of course the county counties have mm-hmm. information, but a lot mm-hmm. of the resources have been or a lot of the documents have been sent to the state libraries and the state archives okay Maryland, State Archives, um, Virginia Library of Virginia has pretty much a lot of the, the um, uh, records from the different counties mm-hmm. available there you know so if you're researching multiple counties you know go there first and you should get a good. Um, understanding of what's available. Start big and then mm-hmm. go small. Right, okay. right. For instance, you know, I mean, they're not going to have all the. Well, they actually did have most of the deeds and everything. Yeah, you know, a lot yeah. of times I would say, you know, you have to go to deeds at, at the county level. But I think, but really. yeah, they okay. did. Okay. They, Virginia did. Okay. Um, pretty impressive. Uh, New Jersey, the Department of State holds the uh, genealogical and historical records. So go to uh, hmm. New Jersey Department of State. And they have some digitized things, and they have indexes online. So that's a good place to start for New Jersey. Mm -hmm. Uh, Family uh, search also has a lot of probate from New Jersey online. And we have to remember that if you're looking in in online databases, check to make sure that the county that you're researching is included in that database. It Mm -hmm. could say New Jersey marriages from... 1600 to 1980 and you're like great
1: why is it certainly a like, like, fall right mayor. it's certainly right.
0: my answer to him is, you know <laughs> he was from new jersey he got married in new jersey but check to make sure that the county that you're researching is included in that okay. because it could be just select counties or it could be your county, but they didn't send the records ah, after this particular years, date. Sure. Right? Exactly. So yeah. you know you have this. It's this very broad statement, but when you look at the specifics, mm-hmm. your county may not be there. So it doesn't mean your county doesn't have the record. They just aren't included in that particular right. um, record set. So okay. Uh, right. Let's see. Anything else? Oh, um, the Mid-Atlantic states also have independent cities. For the instance, Richmond is an independent city. Okay. Uh, Winchester is an independent city, so their records are kept
1: independent. They're not a a part of a county. So how are you going to know that? How are you going to know that the city that you're researching Mm -hmm. um, is independent? You Google it, and you you (laughs) find it.
0: You Google it and you figure it Thank out. You
1: Google, <laughs> yeah. Hey, For instance,
0: <laughs> the li- and the Library of Virginia has, you know, Winchester mm-hmm. documents separate from any other county because okay. they're not a part of a county. Petersburg okay. is a separate, you know, independent yeah. uh, city. Uh, Baltimore is independent from the county of Baltimore. So, um, so those are things to remember too when mm-hmm. we're looking. You know, if you mm-hmm. don't find it, you know, your ancestor might live near that city, so go to that city and look too. Okay. All right. Pennsylvania. How
1: about Pennsylvania? Pennsylvania's all by itself, too, oh, here. All by itself. Because mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. special. It's special. <laughs> <laughs> well... We've all done research in Pennsylvania. Right. So you mm-hmm. have... You did the um, Pennsylvania Genealogical Society's... Genealo- the Genealogical Program.
0: Society of Pennsylvania. GSP. Okay.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm. I did. I did. And, and I'm working on one. Good. That's great. It's not going well. Uh-huh. But... um But, yes, I know when I've ordered documents from there, Mm -hmm. I had to submit, you know, like blood almost Mm -hmm. to describe how I was related to this person and why I should be allowed to get that Mm -hmm, record. mm -hmm. Privacy is an issue, and they do
0: have some restricted access. Um, The good news is death certificates are online up to 1964, um, which is state statute going back that far. Um, So every, every year they'll add Death certificates as well, mm-hmm. um, but the county historical societies I've had ex I think is an excellent resource in Pennsylvania. Um, I went to York County and to the York County Archives. It's a beautiful facility, and what's marvelous about <clears throat> that particular facility is that it had church records from that county and and nearby counties. <clears throat> so so much of Pennsylvania is you know church records that you're not going to see at the county level that, um, you know, going to the archives and having, you know, one, you know, this line of the, your, this branch of your, um, line may have gone to this church, but mm-hmm. then they may have switched to this church. So you can go and you can mm-hmm. sample each one of those churches in that area nice. to, to find the documents that you need. The marriages, right. Um, the county recorder, it, it, instead of the county clerk, which were I'm, I live in the south, so I'm used to the county clerk's mm-hmm. office. Mm-hmm. They have the county recorder of deed, and then they have the county register of wills and orphans court. Oh, wills and orphans court handles marriages and probates, which are, of course, very important to um, genealogical research. Mm-hmm. And marriage license, marriages are available, probates are available. Um, the birth and deaths you're going to have um, issues with as you know if you go past. Sixty-four, okay. than, you know, nineteen sixty-four. So, but the earlier ones, you should be able to to locate um, either at the state, um, which I believe the state started in nineteen oh six, recording deaths. Prior to that, you're going to have to go to the county level. So. Gotcha. All, All right,
1: right, let's leave Pennsylvania mm-hmm. and we're going to head to the Midwest. As our ancestors did, right?
0: Yeah. In that migration from New York, yes. Pennsylvania, and then into the Midwest. So, and we both have researched quite a bit in um, the Midwest. Certainly. Uh, and here we have county clerks and circuit court clerks. Mm hmm. Um, townships though yes. something that is kind of new for the Midwest you have to eat it. it's good to know what township your ancestor lived in the county is broken up into townships mm-hmm. and so um, it's good to know what, what township your mm-hmm. ancestor was in it'll be easier to find the deeds and they have these really great county histories that were published in the late 19th century and um it goes, you know, have the history of each township mm-hmm. within the county, mm-hmm. which is kind, okay. of, kind of cool. So um, you may not find your ancestor named in, you know, they might have a biography of your ancestor, but they might have a biography of a collateral um, relative. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe mm-hmm. it wasn't your great-great-grandfather, but it was his brother. Well, that would give you some biographical information on the, the parents. Yes. You which know. is your goal. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Is it is it direct evidence? No. Is it, it it's, it's, um, it's a clue. It's a clue yeah. for you to, to start looking for those names yes. and, and it helps you link those, those people with, yes. with your people. So, um, yeah. those are really good. And a lot of them are free on Google books. Mm-hmm. They've been digitized and they've been put up on Google books. Yes.
1: Ohio. What have you learned about Ohio? I'm just throwing that at me. Right? I'm throwing <laughs> it right, right, right at you. You are the Ohio well, expert. Well, I, I love researching in Ohio, and um, what I do is, you know, I am—I just get on the phone, and I will call the town or township. Just I get right down to okay. the, the basic mm-hmm. there, you know, wherever my ancestors were, and call. And these people are so helpful mm-hmm. in the clerk's office mm-hmm. um, right at the little town level, you know? I found that they've been very helpful to me. That's great. Um, and the local libraries. The local I've gone libraries, to the yes. local mm-hmm. libraries. Yeah. Um, we both communicated with the um, librarian. Hancock, Hancock in County. Hancock County. <laughs> it's great. It's great. We mm-hmm. love him. Um, yeah. So...
0: Yep, Ohio, um, Ohio History Connection, which is the Ohio Historical Society. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I think in um, Columbus they have a lot of um, indexes. They have all the death records. I think for all Ohio counties. Yes, they're not online, but they know they have the films right. for them. There's the OGS. OGS is also has an excellent library. They do excellent mm-hmm. resource. Mm-hmm. Um, for Michigan, the State Archives has um, records for most counties, and if you go online... SeekingMichigan. dot. org has death records. Um, the actual digitized death record yeah. um, through nineteen fifty two, I believe. I just wish all my ancestors died. In I know, Michigan, really, right?
1: Because it's all out there, right?
0: Unfortunately, after nineteen fifty two, you're not going to get a death record out of Michigan. Yeah. I'm okay with that. Um, long as so <laughs>
1: right. And luckily, a lot of my Ohio ancestors. Moved to Michigan, Michigan mm-hmm. and died there. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was very lucky with yep. that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for Indiana, um, of course,
0: Allen County Public Library oh, has yes. the, their genealogy library there, and go online, take a look what they have it, you know, online. Um, that would be a great index trip all
1: mm-hmm. in itself. Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Um, the Indiana State Archives they have indexes and digitization, and I actually they have all the county naturalization records. And um, I was able to get copies of my Swiss ancestors who moved to Allen County, um, Indiana, in um, 1850. I think they naturalized oh, no. um, probably soon after that. I, I don't remember the date, but like 1860s, 1870s. Mm-hmm. And they had the naturalization records there for both oh, my fantastic. ancestor and the brother. So, yeah. um, And it was just, you know, you just have to pay them. It wasn't that expensive, really. Very helpful there mm-hmm. um, at the State Archives in Indiana. Cook County Genealogy, I use this site a lot. Um, And this is Cook County? I'm sorry, Illinois. Okay. Chicago. Yeah, okay. Chicago. It's just Cook County. Um, I know Lake County is also kind of a part of the greater Chicago area, but this is just Cook County. Um, It's free. You log in to have a login, and they have free indexes. And if you find your ancestor's um, record, you can um, pay... And then, ha- and then it downloads immediately. It gives you an image immediately. You can download to your computer. Um, unfortunately, for th- unfortunately, it doesn't list parents' names. So. Um, you know, if you, yeah, it just lists the name of the person and the date of the event, birth, okay. marriage, or death. Okay. And I think the certificate number. So, All right. you know, but if you know that that's who but your you ancestor a certificate number. Yeah, or something, yeah. uh, you know, you can, you can work with it. Mm-hmm. Um, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Um, the state also has a death record index. Again, I found, or I couldn't find something in that that I thought I should find. So, um, mm. but, Um, They do have some privacy. um, um, They're, you know, access, um, restricted access in um, Illinois, but you can get genealogical copies from the counties for marriages and things like that. So um, it's worth calling the county. Minnesota has some really good online um, resources. They have moms.org. Oh, that's a cool one. Moms. Moms. It stands yeah. for um, the Minnesota Official Marriage System. Oh. Yeah. And it has most of the counties. It has, uh, it might have all the counties. I haven't check that out. Uh, It's had every marriage that I've looked for. And what you can do, it has an index, you find the marriage that you're looking for, you print the form, and then you mail it to the appropriate county clerk with your fee, and then they'll send you a copy of it. Awesome. The marriage record, um, which is great. And then the Minnesota Historical Society has birth and death records indexed. And then, again, you can order them directly from uh, the Minnesota Historical Society. I believe they're like, I want to say they're like $9 a piece. Okay. Um, But they'll mail them to you. That's not bad. Yeah, and and right away. So really good resources. And I think they also have some, um, you you need to check it out if you have Minnesota ancestry. Okay. So I've found it very helpful. All right. Um, The Midwest Genealogical Center is in um, the St. Louis area. I know um, the other thing we should mention for the Midwest is um, NGS, the National Genealogical Society, is having their 2018 Family History Conference in um, Grand Rapids, Michigan. That's going to be exciting. That's going to be exciting. We might head back for that one. We might. But then in 2019, they just announced it's going back to St. Louis, where it was in 2015. Oh. And so you will have access not only if you want to go to NGS, but you'll also be able to then stop by this Midwest Genealogical Center. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure that they have a lot
1: digitized,
0: but it's supposed to be a fabulous resource for Midwestern research.
1: So. I like it when there's a a um, convention like that near a large library mm-hmm. that is useful yeah. for everyone. Yeah. yeah,
0: yeah. I mean, we went to that rich. We went to Richmond, mm-hmm. and we spent like two days at the we Library did. of Virginia.
1: We, we did. So we should have gone for longer. I can so go on and days. on. I mean, Richmond is yeah. Okay, it's
0: fabulous. Stop talking about Richmond. It's so the food is so good Stop. in Richmond. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I ate so much. Oh, gained so much weight. Okay, um, <laughs> Iowa, Nebraska, and Kansas. I segregated them out because they are restricted access states as far as what is available for yes. genealogical researchers, and it can be really challenging. Um, you know, uh, uh, county record county records are at the clerk's office. Mm-hmm. I know, for example, in Iowa. You cannot get any records from Iowa, but you can go to the county and look at their records mm. on site and you can abstract and you might be able to get photocopies. Oh, okay. But you have to be there. Helpful. So it might be worth, it might be worth it to hire a researcher to at, go do that for you. Right. at an hourly rate to go mm-hmm. do that for you. Yeah. So, cheaper than a flight. Mm-hmm. Kansas, you can get pro Nebraska. You can get some probates. Um, you, you can't get marriages though. So. so, yeah. So it's a little Mm bit more challenging. I'm Um,
1: looking for an immigration record in Nebraska, or not immigration, but where they naturalized. And that's really. Did they naturalize at the county level? At the state. And it's just, Uh, it's just, it's a struggle.
0: Yeah. Because, um, like, why did they go to Nebraska? Yeah.
1: Okay. But, you know, I'm working on it.
0: All right. So I would say, yeah, those are kind of challenging states. Okay. So let's travel
1: west. So west. Mm. Okay. Well, there's more challenges westward. Still more challenges westward. Not only a travel I and mean, a challenge in traveling westward for our ancestors, but now it's a challenge for yeah. us. Um, so
0: records are kept by the county clerk or the county recorder. A lot of times they call them county recorders in okay. the West. it's different. Uh, probates can be by district court rather than by county courts. Um, this probably has to do with population density. You know, so mm-hmm. a district mm-hmm. may handle two or three counties. Um, So for instance, probates, you really need to look at, um, the district court for Colorado and then it will tell you which county is in each each district. Um, and you can get probates, um, and you can get marriages. Um, Arizona has an online, the state of Arizona has an online index for births from 1855 through 1941, Wow, which is great. Yeah. And um, death records, 1870 through 1966.
1: That's awesome, because that's mm-hmm. pretty early for it's both of those. very early for, right.
0: Yeah. Yeah, very early for state records. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: mm-hmm.
0: Let's see. Um, oh, you can also get Colorado. You can get deeds as well from the county courts.
1: Okay.
0: Um, but I don't know if they are indexed online or not. Uh, yeah, they are. They are. I take that back. But I don't know how far back they go. I've only pulled deeds more recently okay. from, like, you know, 20th century. Washington is really interesting. They have a lot of uh, online index available. King County is very easy to work with. They have a lot of stuff online. So definitely, if you know, King County, the Seattle area, uh-huh. take a look uh-huh. there. Um, Idaho, Montana, probates and marriages are available, but they do have some restrictions. On obviously, no birth and uh, on death certificates. It has to be family only. Okay. So. Okay. And that's been my experience there, California mm-hmm. again. Oh, your favorite, California. <laughs> it's tough only because you have to know what county to go to, and they're not always indexed. So, um, but or uh, trying to find an index is can be challenging. I just found a site called uh, NoCal, which stands for Northern California Genealog NoCal Genealogy. And it seemed to have a lot of links to different indexes throughout oh, the state. Nice. So I want to check that out a little bit more. Um, the State Library and the California Genealogical Society and Library are resources that should be definitely tapped into. Mm-hmm. And of course, they have the big jamboree, the, they southern, do. the southern Cal Jamboree. Yes. So that would be something if you are researching in California, you should probably attend mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. check out. Um, but th- they also have privacy issues, um, but you can get genealogical copies usually of marriages um you just have to know what county it is and what the date is and getting those indexes can be tricky okay in my view and then i totally forgot about the south let's head back to the south i mean we live in the south we're in the south i research all day Save the best for last yeah right exactly (laughs) 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 but um Records are located in the south um, in the county or the county circuit courts. So everything is centralized at one, pretty much one location. the biggest challenge in the south is that we have a lot of burned counties yes um and it's not just have it's, it's, it's you can't blame sherman and the union army for all of the burning um, um so I'm building everything in wood <laughs> right it's wood unless <laughs> you use some candles right to go look yeah. yeah and you know we we have these seasons we, we you've seen we have a lot of rain but yes. we also have some dry season too Certainly. so there have been fires over the years that have just unfortunately destroyed documents in the south mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. state archives are really um you know go to look at the county level but also look at the state archives. Very b- valuable resources in the state archives in the south, Confederate pension applications, a mm-hmm, mm-hmm. lot, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of genealogical information in those, and those would be held at the state level. With each state gave pensions um to their um residents. Um many have been digitized and in Florida, the State Archives of Florida has been digitized. So and those are online at um uh, the Florida Memory. I, just oh, totally, yeah, what a great site I just totally that is, that on too, yeah, if exactly. you've got ancestors mm-hmm. in Florida,
1: yeah, which um, I don't. But
0: North Carolina, uh, if you really have a lot of North Carolina research, you should definitely mm-hmm. should get he- um, Helen Leary's book. I mean, that's the, the classic of uh, North Carolina research. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, South Carolina is a completely different animal from other... It's like very special all They're very special. Um, I definitely would recommend if you have South Carolina research, um, because they don't have... I mean, they have counties now, but they didn't have counties. Mm -hmm. Historically, they had districts, and things changed Mm -hmm. um, from decade to decade. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of a constantly moving thing. You really have to um, track the history of the... um, uh, Jurisdictional mm-hmm. um, Regions mm-hmm. be, To be able to track
1: Where the records would be For your ancestor And don't forget If you're in Louisiana You've got a parish Not a That's a very good a point Absolutely Yeah mm-hmm. and The parish They have parishes They
0: don't have counties right? right So you have to know The parish right. um, Where your ancestor put, um, Had their documents And um, um, So South Carolina The state archives And the South Carolinian South Carolinian Linea Library, sure. um, yep, yeah. uh, very important as far as genealogical research goes, and I would definitely recommend. As my friend I recommended to our friend Valerie um, the NGS, the National Genealogical Society's Research in the States series.
1: Mm-hmm. And um, now, these are publications these are that pub- you can mm-hmm. order mm-hmm. if you're a member. We have a link to it on our website. Great,
0: yeah, you get. I don't know if there's a. I don't know if there's a discount if you're a member of NGS or not, but they, they cost like, what, $10, $15, yes. something like that? And they're just, um, let me see, this one, I actually took the one from Virginia on my trip to Virginia. Mm-hmm. They're about yeah. 50 pages. Mm-hmm. Um, they're soft bound, really, really worth it. Um, not only because it tells you um, what information you are, can expect to find um, in, the, in the particular state, but it also, if you read the footnotes, it tells you um, publications, it tells you um, articles mm-hmm. that have been published mm-hmm. pertaining mm-hmm. to that particular topic that you're looking at. And so I was, when I was at the Library of Virginia, I was able to actually pull some of those um, articles um, to give me more information and, and, on and ideas excellent. on whether it's a the, like to is follow well the research. well-highlighted,
1: too. I see that. Yes, absolutely um, it is. And it does give you website locations, mm-hmm. and it covers quite a bit of um, material for each state. I know I have Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. I think I have a couple others because those are the main states that I'm yep. researching. They in. don't
0: have all states. They haven't published they all states. Not. Um and I don't know. You and I didn't go to NGS this year. Mm-hmm. Um, pro- the previous year at NGS, they brought they had published two new ones: Florida mm-hmm. and Michigan. Was that it? I think it was Michigan. Okay. Um, but so they're continuing. They, they to continue publish. to come mm-hmm. out.
1: Yeah. Also, the Family Tree Magazine. If you don't subscribe to that, I highly recommend it. There's, they have great toolboxes in there, which gives you like kit, uh, not kits, but it, it is like a toolbox kit that. Helps you with your research, but um, they also throw in a lot of um, state research uh, materials. This recent one, the one that just came out for July August, has Mississippi and Hawaii. Neither, Interesting combination. Neither of which are helpful to me, but <laughs> they're they're great state research guides. And you can go online, just Google them. Mm-hmm. You know, we love Google, and just Google Family Tree Magazine state research guides, mm-hmm. and it will tell you which. Um, Which publication Mm -hmm. has a state that maybe you're interested in. Mm -hmm. And, of course, Mm -hmm. the the, um, Bible for this Mm -hmm. is the Ancestry's Red Book, American Mm -hmm. State, County, and Town Sources. Right. Right.
0: Again, I mean, Um, that's the first thing you pick up and you look at. Most genealogical libraries will have a copy Mm -hmm. that you can go and Mm -hmm. you can say, okay you know i'm looking for a marriage record from 1750 in this county and you go to this book and it says you know marriage records are not available at that during that time period right. you know so it will tell you what is available and what the dates are yes that where they are available yeah, and if there's the any dates. and if there's any burned if there's any any yes. destruction in the county it'll also tell you that as well so. yes
1: know your dates before you call people who write mm-hmm. letters for something because you know that's a waste of your time and their time to be able to say I'm sorry, but we don't have those records. So this is a, this is a great resource. You can um, mine is not an up to date one. I think I have an older one because I got it on eBay or somewhere. Um, but it's it's worth it to have a, a more up to date, you know, the most recent version. Um,
0: and, and that's, it's just really important if you are you know your genealogy research has taken you to this particular location. First thing you need to do is find out about that location. Find out what the um, repositories are that are available. What the county courthouse has. What the library has. Are there historical societies? Are there genealogical mm-hmm. societies? Mm-hmm. You know, reach out to those first. It's a simple email. You know. Yeah. And then you know, it, it yeah. makes you look um, like you're, you know, what you're doing. You know, that, that you want to do good genealogical research yeah. in that area. Absolutely. So, Um, Search them all. Um, Oh, Archive Grid. And, you know, one thing we didn't talk about was um, state libraries, especially in the South. I know um, the state library systems often have very good collections of local and state histories. And uh, newspapers, they may have available. I know University of Florida has Florida newspapers digitized online. Uh We don't have a great collection here in Florida because... Um, paper and hot, humid weather doesn't really right. mix, but those are available. Right. Uh, so, and I feel
1: like we say okay. these things over and over again, but I don't think we can talk about them enough—the mm-hmm. libraries and the no. newspapers and mm-hmm. and things like that—just to make sure right. you you don't overlook these mm-hmm. sources for yeah. researching. And we we probably
0: need to do a and just on newspapers, right? You know yeah. because. They're something
1: that's critical to research. And they're so fun. And they are fun. fun. The stuff you can find out on newspapers is just crazy. It's true. Don't overlook
0: those county histories, especially Mm -hmm. um, I've I've noticed them most in the Midwest, it seems. Um, Maybe they might have some in New England and New York as well. I haven't looked. But those, um, you know, my ancestors have been in them or Mm -hmm. their sibling was in them. And so I was was able to get some genealogical information out of that. Um, Let's see. And um, what else? Contact a local genealogist too. Go to APG, the Association of Professional Genealogists, um, see if there are any professional genealogists working in that county. Mm-hmm. Email them. You know, I mean, they may charge you for an hour to chit chat on the phone, but that's well it's worth it. Way cheaper they, than a
1: flight up there. Right,
0: <laughs> right, and they may wholly yeah. jumpstart your research. You know, yes. After that hour, so right. chit chat with them because if
1: they are specific to that county or that state, they know things that you are not going to know or or couldn't even get off of anything online or books or whatever. You know, they're right in there. They're in the they're in the trenches. Yeah, yeah. They they, they should search. definitely definitely be a yeah. great help, and and it would be mm-hmm. um, very
0: you know it, it might seem like it's a lot of money up front, but it will save you a lot of time, yeah. and um, it'll be a good investment. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Well, this has been a pretty
1: long podcast. Yes, yes. So we had a lot. We to cover. went coast to coast. We, had we had covered the cover. entire United
0: States, and we Woo, we're back.
1: So, <laughs> um, and I'm going to apologize if there's any weird background sound from my dog Dexter, who's yeah, been he's been barking, been, been in the crate, but he doesn't like it. He didn't like. He wanted to be part of the podcast, and he was not allowed. So, hopefully, y'all didn't hear that. But if you did, so sorry. <laughs> All right. Till next time. Till next time when we are going to have a guest speaker on organization organizing, Mm -hmm. organizing your personal archives. Absolutely. So until then, cheers. Cheers.
0: Thank you for listening. Please email us with any questions or comments at
1: genealogyhappyhour at gmail.com. Visit our website, www.genealogyhappyhour.com, for additional resources, books, and wines. Don't forget to drink responsibly and never drink around genealogical documents.